Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of K-San's Objectly Correct Movie Podcast Review Thing. I am, of course, your wonderful host, K-San. I have three guests with me today, uh, and I will introduce them uh, along with the movie that they have suggested so that you, the audience, can uh, go and see the movie out for yourself if you would like. Uh, today, our first guest uh, is named Alan. Uh, and she suggested the movie Stand By Me, which is what we are doing today. Uh, Ellen, would you like to say anything about you? Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Ellen. I go by she, her, and I love photography. I love telling stories through a lens. Happy to be here, K-San. All right. Better be. Uh, our next guest is uh, Roxanne. Uh, she has suggested the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That is a horror movie, just so you are aware. Um, and would you like to say anything about yourself, Roxanne? Well, um, uh, it's okay to be here. Um, I go by she, her. Um, I guess, fun fact about myself, um, I'm an Ernest P. Worrell aficionado. Um, truly my favorite movie of all time is Ernest Scared Stupid, so I figured that Killer Clowns is kind of like the next best thing. You would think that. Our last guest today uh, goes by the name of Luxby, uh, and they have suggested the movie Judge Dredd. Also, a slight R-rated movie, just so you are aware. Uh, Luxby, would you like to share anything about yourself? Oh, uh, no. Now, my name is Luxby. I'm they, them, uh, and I'm a being of chaotic optimism. Gross. All right. So, uh... All the movies can be found on, uh, you know, the usual Google stuff. Stand By Me can be found on YouTube, YouTube TV, because we all want to go watch stuff on YouTube, TV shows, everything. can also be found on Amazon Prime, Google Play, uh, and Vudu. Uh, Judge Dredd can be seen on Google Play, YouTube, Redbox, Vudu, and Amazon Prime. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space can be found on YouTube, Pluto TV, Redbox, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and Google Play Movies. Uh, so with that jazz all out of the way, spoiler alert ahead. I don't know how much we can spoil the movie Stand By Me, uh, but I'll do a little quick thing here. Stand By Me came out in 1986. Uh, it's based off of The Body by Stephen King. Directed by Rob Reiner, starring Will Wheaton, Jerry O'Connell, River Phoenix, and Corey Feldman. So, I have given you a little bit of the order of play. Um, today, we will have Luxby go first, then uh, Roxanne will go next, and Ellen will go last, because she suggested we watch this movie. Uh, and as such, she will be punished for her hubris. So, Luxby, uh, why don't we start off with you, my friend? Uh... The rules are, of course, I have written a number of things I like and dislike, and I have assigned point values to them. Another thing I should clarify, um, I have a list of things here about uh, who my favorite character is, who I think gave the best performance in this movie, uh, and who I think the worst character is for this movie. Uh, and I should say right before we start, I do recommend that you watch this movie. Um, I won't say anything else because that might give away some other things or not stuff. Because um, after five rounds, the players may uh, elect to press the dick button. 
which is a system in place where they will receive 15 points if they can correctly guess if I liked or disliked this movie. However, if they guess wrong, their opponents will gain 5 points. So, without any further ado, a little rundown of the rules there. Uh, Luxby, I am very sorry for forgetting to do some intro stuff. Would you start off with your first point, and please? I just wanted to add that if you have a VPN, you can go to Unogs, U-N-O-G-S, and search any of those movies, and it's likely on Netflix in a different country. Because uh, that's how I got stamped by me. Okay. Uh, so. My, my, so, my first thing, uh, I guess, is... I feel like someone's gonna take this. It's just like all the slurs in the movie, uh, the constant uh, ableist and homophobic language, not used by like just one character, but tons of characters like constantly, which I guess it is for the t like a telling for the times, but uh, it's still <laughs> uh, yeah, very yeah. noticeable. Uh, yes, both the F slur. And I don't know if our slur is a thing. Um, it is in there. But yes, both of those words are used throughout the movie several times. And, you know, we can say, oh, they didn't know any better. Um, they were insults. Uh, we knew racism was yes. bad. So yeah. you should know that calling someone the F slur is bad. Um... Yeah, so I was... Yeah, that's uh, three points for each of those for a total of six points. Um, that is, is where you're starting with Luxby. Uh, so we will move on to uh, Roxanne. Oh, good. She's ignoring me. Sorry, I'm trying to wrangle my uh, my bluegrass crazed husband, um, and I spilled water all over myself. Um, never mind that. Um, well, um, so uh, I'm going to jump in, and uh, I'm going to take this one because uh, I feel like someone else might take it, and uh <laughs> I actually loved this scene, but knowing you, I think you hated it. Um, the whole story um, with the character, um, I forget his real name, but he was referred to as Lardass, um, which, you know, had the pie-eating contest, and it ended in the Barfarama. Um, knowing how violently, negatively you reacted to Shrek... I'm pretty sure you hated that. <laughs> and this is one of the first times that uh, someone is absolutely correct. Um, yes, I am looking for it now in my notes. I had to skip that barf scene. Um, <laughs> I did not care for that. Not one bit. Uh, you didn't pause it over and over to try to find continuity errors? <laughs> No, I skipped right through the scene. <laughs> Didn't care about any continuity errors. Let me just see how many points it's worth. Yep. I only gave it... I only gave it a three points just because I skipped the scene whole cloth. 
Um, yeah, no, it's just, uh, I don't need to see a scene about people barfing. It also just comes out of nowhere. I mean, it, it kind of is a Chekhov's gun where just some characters start to say, oh, yeah, uh, Gordy's a good storyteller. And then we just get taken to a random scene of people barfing. I don't know why I was there. <laughs> like, in the short story, sure, and there's some padding or whatever. This is a movie. Why do I care about Gordy writing a story when it doesn't have anything to do with the plot? How do we add some relief? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Shouldn't your whore mouth, Luxby? It was child humor, you know? Yes, and I am an adult. And it's not funny. <laughs> that is three points for you, Roxanne. Uh, we will move on to Ellen. Okay, I'm just going to go for this, but I think you would have had something to say about them walking on the train tracks in general. I know the tracks obviously led out to the back of Hollow Road where the body was hit and found out, and that would be the best way to get there, but knowing you, you probably would have had something to say about just, like, how they stuck to the tracks or, like, how they even, like, sat down on the tracks and didn't and just didn't even go off to the side in case a train was coming. Surely a train was coming and they did get off the tracks and even though at first uh, Teddy tried to like do the whole train dodge thing and that was silly and Chris grilled him on it, but overall I think just them walking on the tracks in general, maybe you would have had something to say about that. Even like later on on the bridge when the train actually was coming at them and they were trying to outrun a train. Okay now. Now Ellen. I do have to ask you to clarify whether or not you think I like it or dislike it. Dislike it? Dislike it? She says dislike it. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Uh, yeah, because you're absolutely correct. I don't, like, I understand that they need to follow the train tracks. They don't need to walk on the train tracks. I've also seen Final Destination. I'm very surprised none of the kids got beheaded. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just like, you talk about following the train tracks, so, you know, it's not, it's not, like, too dissimilar from what would happen. It's just uh, kids being idiots, and you know what? I still fault them. Because, like, Gordy is smart enough to know you shouldn't walk on train tracks, and yet he's still doing it. Um, yeah, that's only worth the measly two points, but you should be grateful. Uh, so that is the end of round one. We will move into the next round, because I don't really care about them. Luxby, we come back to you. If you were talking, I cannot hear you. I am deciding which thing I'm going to say, and that will be the um the the body, <laughs> the dead body. I thought for being in the hot sun <laughs> for days uh, wasn't that decomposed or gross. Or anything. Um, I he was thought, missing for weeks, wasn't he? Yeah, like <laughs> like it was gone for a really long time, and the body was just like minimally <laughs> decomposed with some wounds. 
Yeah, interesting. I forgot to write points on that, but I was like, I know exactly how many points I'm going to get that. So usually I will give points on a scale from 1 to 5, but in some special cases I might award uh, 6 to 10 points, depending on how egregious something is. For this one, I'm going to give 6 points. Not only was this boy hit by a train, <laughs> he was flung like 30 yeah. feet away from the train tracks. There are wild animals in the woods, and you're telling me none of them ate this boy even a little bit. And we get a flash, and like he has like a mark on his cheek. Yes. And you're telling me this is the body? This is the body that we've been waiting for the entire movie. And there's a tiny gash with some kid in makeup made him look slightly dead. That is worth six points, Luxby. This is egregious. Like, I know <laughs> it's a children's movie and you don't want it to be horrifying. Yeah. Don't show us the body then. <laughs> okay, it might be a children's movie, but it's about finding a dead body. <laughs> Either don't show us the body and show the kids being like, oh my god, this is horrifying, or show us some fucking guts. <laughs> Did anybody else initially think that, like, the moss-covered log that was vaguely body-shaped next to the body was actually the body at first? No. It was vaguely body-shaped. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's so <laughs> overgrown with stuff. And then I saw the feet, and I'm like, oh, no, it's just, like, a regular-looking kid. <laughs> All right. So that is a, another six points for Luxby. Uh, Roxanne, we'll move on to you. Um, I'm going to say you didn't like... How much Vern was just a punching bag throughout the movie. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Vern was kind of a comedic relief character in some respects. Um, you know, like there were were some genuinely funny scenes with Vern. Um, you know, him digging for the pennies under the porch uh, for nine months. And there were like hundreds of holes there's dust falling on him. But, like, you know, th there were all the times he's just, like, you know, getting made fun of. All the times that Teddy, like, is, you know, punching him for flinching. And then, like, after the tense change scene and, you know, Vern and Gordy are, like, out running this train. And, you know, they jump off at the very last minute. And it was really pretty badass. Like, I thought, surely after that... Vern's going to get treated like a badass, but no, he gets roasted. Like, what? Like, that was terrible. And then, like, the one time that Vern gets um, Teddy to flinch, and he, like, punches him for flinching, and then he's, like, feeling so proud of himself, and Teddy just, like, punches him, and he's like, wait, what? I just, I thought that was terrible. <laughs> and if you didn't think that was terrible, I'd be very disappointed in you. <laughs> So your overall thing is, uh, you think I disliked how Fern was treated throughout the whole movie? Yes. I mean, for the most part, there's always going to be one of the kids that's going to get picked on in a movie. Um, but I mean, for the most part, this little shit is the one that set off the entire story. 
Like, he's the one that comes in and says, hey, my brother found a dead body. Let's go check it out. And he's just trying to be the cool kid in a group full of non-cool kids. Like, you know these kids are shit when literally the entire town knows the one kid sucks Chris Chambers. And that Eddie's dad is crazy. And this is the people he wants to be friends with? I think Vern dug his own grave by trying to be nice with these kids. The only person that is passable is Gordy. Wow. Whoa. Those are some harsh words for Chris, but I'm I I'm going to The whole town I'm going to hold my tongue Chris right now. Bad egg. I'm going to hold my tongue. <laughs> Whether or not hold my I tongue. do is worth another thing. I will I will I will I will attempt to let you earn some points here. <laughs> so you did say I disliked uh, Vern's treatment throughout the movie, and you did mention some other things. Uh, how do you think it felt about Vern digging under his porch? I mean, I thought that was actually pretty hilarious. Like, that scene was pretty hilarious. So, I, what I mean, think. what do you think I think? I would hope you also thought it was hilarious. So, I'm going to say yes, you liked that. <laughs> of course, I liked it. How do you not find <laughs> the obvious dug up hole? Did you put the dirt in so perfectly that no one would find it? That's worth four points. There's so many holes. Reminded me of the classic movie. Uh, another thing you got uh, was uh, when he got the two for flinching. How do you think I felt about that? Uh, when Vern gets his revenge on Eddie after Eddie de- does it the shit. whole movie. Well, I don't know. After you've talked so much shit on Vern just now, I'm going to say you liked that. You say that I like that he got Eddie back two for flinching? Or that... Um... That he basically just got shit on after getting his revenge. <laughs> I'm asking you about him getting his revenge. Do oh. you think I like it? Hmm. Well, yes. I think I think you liked that he got his revenge. You're right. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. I I can't say anything else because it might give away some other stuff. But um. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so you did manage to get some points back for that, but no, I don't really care about Vern. He's not the main character. All right. We come back to Ellen. Okay. Another gross scene that happened in the movie that you probably wouldn't have liked when they were in the junkyard and they were just goofing around spitting in cans. Um, again, that I wrote that down because you like things clean and not messy. So you might have not liked the spitting in the cans. That was really Spitting clear. in the cans, you think I dislike? Yeah. Here's a fun fact about me, guys. I, I played baseball for five years. And anyone who knows anything about baseballers knows that they spit a lot. Mm. Although it probably is gross, I have nothing against spitting onto something. Now, if you spit onto someone, that is disgusting. But they didn't spit on each other. They just spit in cans, which I didn't really care about. I spit sunflower seeds everywhere. Not something I really care about, Ellen. You need to step your game up. Okay. Uh, we move on back to Lexby. Um, I'm gonna touch on the leech scene. Uh, I'm guessing you found that gross uh, and didn't fully like it. 
but like I'm gonna go on to like the leech on the, on the dick <laughs> and how like he like pulls it off and his hands all bloody uh, but his tidy whities aren't bloody th throughout the rest of that scene uh, which it's it's a pretty gross scene <laughs> altogether but I noticed that there was a lot of blood on his hands compared to the rest of his dick area. Interesting, interesting, yes. Um, yeah, that got my number on this one, obviously. Uh, the leeches, I did kind of have to skip through that a little bit. Yeah. I did, see this, <laughs> I did see the scene where he saw that it was there. He's wearing three layers, so I don't know how they got into his underwear, or at least one got into his underwear. But I don't really know how leeches work, so... I, mean, I, I don't say, think yeah, it you know, normally would have gotten in there at all. Yes. Like, I've Ellen, swam I in water with I thought you were going to bring up this before. scene for you so did I. last time. So I was very disappointed that you didn't. Um, not as much as you might be disappointed in yourself, because that, this leech's scene is worth five points itself. Gross. God. Ugh. Huh. Um, but I will say with the continuity of the thing where uh, his underwear wasn't bloody at all, yeah, that's another, that's another three points there. Um, I obviously kind of just skipped past that as soon as I saw him look into his junk. Um, <laughs> I was like, I know where this is going. I don't need to know how it ends. Uh, so we will move on to Roxanne. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm a, I'm a little... I'm a little unsure what I want to what I want to pick up on right now um so I do I go heartwarming or do I go ridiculous um you know I really just liked um the whole uh the whole thing with um Chopper when they see the dog finally and um Teddy's like that's Chopper? <laughs> and, you know, it's just like this, uh, you know, this, like, cute dog. And he, like, lays down in front of the fence. And, um, you know, then, like, they're just kind of making fun of the dog. And, uh, I mean, that whole scene was just really funny. And then the narrate, I mean, Gordy narrating says something about, you know, that was, like, one of my first lessons about, you know, expectations or you know some like uh, uh insightful shit um i i think you would have liked that hmm. interestingly enough i didn't write anything down about that uh for the most part i was like mm, there's some other stuff in that scene uh stuck with me a little bit better but you know what i like to cut out your jib um of course, at this point, because I didn't write it down, I can still award points when I view someone as being worthy of them. Hmm. Well, uh, I also want to say, during that scene, like, uh, Corey Feldman's performance was great. <laughs> Just saying. Loved it. Well, now, um, I'm only going to give you three points for that. I feel like I might have just shot myself in the foot there. Hmm? What? I can't. Oh. 
confirm or deny. Uh, we will move back <laughs> on to Ellen. Okay. I'm going to say you would have liked this moment because, like, Chris is such a good friend to Gordon, and especially as they were looking out there and uh, as they were walking along the tracks and, like, Chris just pretty much says, like, Gordon does has so much potential not to end up like him, not to end up like Teddy, Vern, or even him, or Chris, to, like, he's going to go in honors, he's going to pursue who he is because he sees his worth, and that's, like, the first time... Gordon has felt that since his brother passed away because his brother Denny also believed in Gordon and saw his potential and truly saw his strengths, his writing, his and who he is. Uh, they both cared deeply about him, and I just thought that was a, a sweet moment to just let, even because Gordon's always worried about his dad, and his dad said it should have been him. That. And this also goes to like the campfire scene as well, when Chris admits to Gordon that he gave the milk money back. He didn't keep it, but they still, the town already branded him as a thief or a good for nothing. But like they truly had a bond there. So to clarify, you would have liked saying, it. You're saying that I like that uh, Chris is a good friend to Gordy. And, and you also mentioned uh, the stuff with the, uh, the campfire scene, which is the two of them. Yeah, they had a really good connection. They truly care about each other. You would have liked it. Yeah. Uh, like, throughout the entire movie, uh, it's just kind of revealed, like, most of the people in town hate Chris. They say he's a bad egg and that stuff, whether it's his family or it's something that he actually did. Uh, and then it just goes to show that you can't really believe the stuff that you hear um, about all of that. Um, yeah, so yeah, him being a good friend to Gordy on all that jazz, you know, that's only worth three points because, you know, why Why should you get rewarded for get, being a good person? Uh, I mean, you know, it's good to be a good person, but, like, life isn't just going to be like, oh, you helped this person? Wow, here's something for you. Um, but, yeah, no, that campfire scene, that stuff with, um, with Gordon, or with Chris admitting that he did steal the money, and then he was like, oh, I feel ashamed about this, I'm gonna give it back. Uh, and then that bitch librarian taking the money and saying that he still stole it. Mm. Flames. Flames on the side of my face. It's great, great child acting, which... I don't love saying great child acting, but River Phoenix, man. River Phoenix. Uh, so that is, that's worth five points. Okay, uh, we move into round four. Uh, back to Luxby. Okay. I'm going to, there's kind of like a, like a, like a what the fuck scene. <laughs> With the, uh, where all the, like, bully order movie? kids are, like, sitting around and it opens up with just very casual scarification. They're just carving into this guy's arm. Like, yeah, this is how we give tattoos. Uh, we, we can't afford ink, so let's just cut into each other. And then there's a quote when a guy's, like, complaining about not getting laid and a person goes, you want to get laid, you got to get yourself a Protestant. I thought that was a little bit of a ridiculous and quote. 
All right, so you've touched on two different things. So just to clarify, uh, the razor-based tattoo you think I disliked, correct? Yes. You're absolutely right. What the fuck? Like, I, I understand, like, tattoos weren't, like, a normal thing to get in the 50s. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> like, if you're going to do scarification, uh, the traditional African stuff, like, first of all, it's a much more important deal. It's yes. for, like, animals you kill or warriors that you defeated in combat. And you put stuff in there so that it becomes a mark and it's, be like, a right of honor. These are just jackasses carving a snake into his friend's arm. <laughs> being like, this looks cool to me. And the other thing you want to you touched on was you want to get laid, you got to get yourself a Protestant. Now, do you think I like that? Or do you think I did I think that? you thought it, like, was funny. Or whatever, possibly. I'm not well, saying you liked the doesn't thing. Doesn't matter if it's funny. I don't. I'm not. Do you saying think I liked it? You liked it. Absolutely, like that. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Just like, wow, way to call out the Protestants. <laughs> Which I'm like, if you want to get laid, you get an, yourself an Irish Catholic. Sure, you got to marry them, but that's their whole thing. It's just it's just sleeping together. Um, so both of those are worth three. Uh, Roxanne, we'll move back to you. So, um, at the campfire, when they were just, like, all talking around the campfire, um, there were just, like, some really funny quotes from that, and I, I just wrote down a few gems from that scene. Um, uh, from Vern, um, I could only have one food for the rest of my life? That's easy. Pez. Cherry favored, flavored Pez. No question. Um, I had from Gordy. I knew the $64,000 question was fixed. There's no way anyone could know that much about opera. Um, so ju just that whole scene with them talking around the campfire was really funny. Uh, I think you would have liked that. Uh, and they were also all just uh, wondering about, you know, well, Pluto's a dog, but what is Goofy? Is Goofy a dog? Yeah, no, that campfire scene. It very, it felt very reminiscent of like that '70s show, which was way before that. But just them being, it, like, I know they weren't high and they're just kids, but it's very like, it's often compared that stoners are just little kids, or little kids are just little stoners. I also had what's goofy, and then I think it ro ro it rotates right back around to either Gordy or Vern. And it's like, what the hell is Goofy? <laughs> and then, then there's there's something I I don't remember as a part of the scene, but it's like, who would be who would win in a fight, Mighty Mouse or Superman? And then one of them's like, Mighty Man, Mighty Mouse isn't real. Superman is. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna that that scene that scene's worth six points. What the hell is Goofy? All right, Ellen, we move back to you. Okay. I think you would have had some problems with Ace's character because of just how hard-headed he is and how strong of an ego he is. I think you would have disliked the scene where... He, well, again, I guess it all starts with him not, like, backing down. Good position, Ace. Get in the effing car now, he says that, and it's, I kind of saw that as foreshadowing as when he's trying to overpass the other two in the other car, 
and there's a logging truck coming right at him. And of course, the the logging truck's honking. You back down, Ace. Everyone's saying back down and go around him, but he's just hard-headed, strong ego, and he just pretty much makes the logging truck go off the road so he doesn't have to back down, and he just goes ahead of the other car. I guess you might not have liked just like... I mean, he's such a well-done character. I liked his character a lot, but you probably wouldn't have liked it. I don't think. Alright, yeah, you've touched on some things there. Uh, first of all, um, we do have, like, the original scene, uh, with, um, with, I think it's Eddie, uh, and he's playing chicken with the train, and, you know, he can just get out of there any time. Uh, and then we see a scene towards the end of the movie where Ace plays chicken for real. Oh, that's, that's, that's minus two right there. That's, I don't care how crazy that guy is. Ace. What the fuck is that guy in the movie? Like, I don't understand why we need bullies in this movie. Least of all this jackass. Like I don't I don't care that it I think it's key for Sutherland. I don't yeah. care. He eighties. Well technically it's the fifties. Yeah. It's filmed in the eighties. And there were always eight bullies in the eighties, you know. They all looked like Kiefer Sutherland. A lot of the times they were Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> um but yeah, no, for the most part, I don't really see why Ace had to be in the movie. Because at the end, there's no real stakes at the end there other than, oh, he... Because mu- we already know for a fact that Gordy's not dead, that Chris died as an adult. So, like, we know... I, I think at the beginning, it would have been like, man, I remember that time me and my friends went to see a dead body, and then my friend got murdered by this greaser. Like... I don't really see a point to Ace being there at all. I don't know why he's so crazy or whatever. Like, if the movie were focused on him and if it were, like, a Clockwork Orange-type situation, I'd understand, but... Yeah, I don't get it. So, yeah, so actual chicken, that's minus two right there. And then, you know, Ace as a whole... I just have a note here that Kiefer Sutherland should be arrested. Because I wasn't sure what his name was. Um, so that is that is worth uh, six points altogether. Fun fact, they didn't even cast Kiefer Sutherland. He actually just walked onto the set and was like, I'm in this movie now. <laughs> he just started bullying some kids we saw, and then they started rolling. All right, we come now to the beginning of our fifth round. At this point, the dick button is active at any point. Anyone can press the button and say, hey. I'm going to press you- it. You are muted. My right now, mic's muted. I started <laughs> before you. I started before you. I heard Roxanne say it first. Now, of course, Roxanne, you have to be aware. If you get this correct, you will get 15 points. That will put you in the lead. However, if you get it wrong, Ellen and Luxby get five points. That's fine. I was going to say, after round 10, everybody can guess whether or not I like this movie for a nice five points, but it wasn't to be. So, Roxanne, do you think I liked this movie? So, before I answer, I just want to say I'm sorry I cut you off, Casey, but I just, like, knew Luxby was going to try to press it, 
And no, I don't deserve the dick button because I was nice enough to mute my mic, not to talk over people. So, so yeah, I'm too nice for the dick button. <laughs> the dick uh, button is for dicks. So, Roxanne interrupting me is the epitome of the dick button. As the biggest dick in this uh, virtual uh, interview, uh, I think you liked this movie, Kaysan. You think overall I like this movie? Yes. Roxanne, you are incorrect. <sighs> what? Luxby and Ellen, you both get five points. You would have gotten Roxanne, five points if you said nothing, Roxanne. <laughs> I would have guessed you know the what? same thing. That's fine. Well, <laughs> I mean, I could, I could tell you right now why I dislike this movie, but, you know, we haven't gotten to a lot of the points yet. So we're going to hold off, and I'll tell you why I dislike this movie towards the end. I hold my tongue. Ooh. So, Laxby, you were, you did get the dick button stolen from you, uh, which doesn't really mean anything, because it's still your turn. Um, what was my point? I had a good point, and then the dick button thing happened. Uh... I'll just use this one and think of it. Because uh, I thought of this one right before. Uh, douchebag. <laughs> That's not a term from the 50s. That's a term from the 60s. <laughs> Is it not? Uh, nope. <laughs> and they used douchebag in this movie. So I guess these kids invented douchebag. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> interesting. Uh, I'm trying. But to... I wrote down all the swear words, and then I thought, I wonder which one of these, like, what out of these swear words, which ones were in the fifties? Douchebag's not one of them. Hmm. Well, actually, I do have to correct you because I look. I'm looking it up to correct you. The origin of douchebag was first recorded in the 1930s. It said it was 1960s when they were using it in America. Now, it is possible that, they, that douchebags didn't become an American product until the 60s, but I'm on dictionary.com, and if dictionaries.com is You're wrong, not even going to look at up them. to see if it was in the 60s. But I do have Origin of Douchebag, first recorded in, in, from 1930 Wait, you're looking at Origin of Douchebag, Origin of Douchebag as slang term. Are you looking I up Origin of Douchebag? So, so the thing is, yes, I'm looking up the Origin of Douchebag. Douchebag Where the douche insult comes insult. from. Okay, no, I was making sure it was the insult, not douchebags themselves. Like, like a douche. I, I was making now sure I you were looking up Now I have On the Evolution douches. of Douchebag... The term douchebag was first used against women by women in the 50s. Um, it was derogatory to call them because it means they needed a douchebag. So, <sighs> based in off of in that. In the 1960s, the Historical Dictionary of American Slang traces the epithet douche to the 1968 collection of college slang at the College of Brown. Okay, because you kept arguing with me, I'm going to give you a point. But because you kept arguing with me, I'm only going to give you one point. Oh, I thought I was going to get none, so that's worth it. 
you know, you get a singular point. If you had just left it there, you might have gotten two or three, but now you just kept having to try to prove me wrong. Well, because you're not always right. I have to prove that this this is a sham. I am always right. This is a sham. (laughs) I am the law. (laughs) Roxanne, we move on to you. Um, Well, I'm going to guess that you liked the soundtrack. Um, I I don't know how you stand on, you know, like, doo-wop and the like. Um, But, you know, I think most people like it. Um, I thought the soundtrack was all bangers all the time. And um, there was, uh, I remember at one point, there was something pretty hilarious about seeing, like, some, you know, hooligans, like, playing chicken while listening to Yakety Yak. Um, I think Roxanne just cut yeah. out. Oh, sorry. Hooligans. Yakety Yak. Coasters. Good stuff. Like the soundtrack. Hmm. Uh, I was going to award points for people that uh, said specific songs to me. Oh. Um, so well, you I kind of ruined that a little bit. Oh. Um, because I did have a point that was overall good soundtrack. Um, yeah, you know, I went through and I made sure that all of them were 50 songs. I did have, like, an issue with a portable radio, and I was like, when did they make a portable radio? And he's like, oh, they were, like, the late 40s, and I was like, mm, you're on Thin Fucking Ice movie. So, yeah, um, because you did name some of the mo- some of the songs, um, I will admit, I did listen to Yakety Yak last night, um... But yeah, so with overall good soundtrack, and because you named one of them, I won't give out any points for the rest of them because Roxanne's already ruined it. Um, so I will give Roxanne six points right now. Uh, three for good soundtrack, and another three for naming specifically Yakety Yak. Um, forgot how to do math for a second. Um, Ellen, we come back to you. Okay, I'm just going to go through this, but... When Gordon pulls a gun on Ace, well, of course, everyone was obviously focused on Ace and Chris with the knife, but no one saw Gordon with the gun until after, like, he made the shot. You would think someone would have caught him in the back, like, having, pulling out the gun and raising it up, but it just sort of happened. I guess they had tunnel vision there. They were maybe just focused on the knife with Ace and Chris calling him out, so they probably didn't see Gordon, but you might have had something to say about that. You might have not liked that, is what I'm saying. No, I had nothing to say about that. Okay. Because uh, I think Gordy ran, or not Gordy, I think Vern ran away. So I think I think them being the distracted pieces. and making sure that they see the kids, that they see uh, Gordon crouching down. Because I think when you pull out the knife, you're all going to look at the knife. Because we already know that Ace is fucking crazy. So he would have stabbed anyone there. I think Ace is the man to look at at that point. Um, so I won't... No, I didn't really have any thoughts about um, him pulling the gun out in that specific circumstance, which might be a hint to some other things. However, uh, that is the end of the fifth round. Doesn't mean much. I will do some point recapping. Uh, Luxby stands with 32 points. Uh, Roxanne coming in clutch with 24 points, and Ellen right behind Roxanne with 21 points. 
this point, I think it can still be anybody's game. The dick button has been taken out of the equation, so no one is going to get an extra 15 points at any point. But we will move on. Uh, Luxby, we come back to you. Uh, so, I'm bad with the names. Chris is the, like, one with the shaved head, right? Like, in the, like, the main... Yeah, so, fuck his brother. Uh, like... His brother allows, like, there's two major points. Is like, one, like his Chris's brother. Chris's brother? Yeah. C- Chris's Does, brother. His older brother that's good friends with eight. Does he mean Vern's brother? Eyeball. Isn't the, that Vern's brother? No, in, no, in the scene. No, in, in the scene with the hat, he calls him his brother. Uh, he, he, he just stands there while Ace pushes him to the ground. Uh,. Like, they literally call each other brothers in that scene, and Vern's not there. <laughs> so, no, nah, I know he's his brother. Because I know uh, Vern also has a brother that's in the gang. Well, well the, my bigger point is that Chris's brother is c- totally cool. Like, like, not totally cool, but doesn't, like, react nearly enough to the fact Ace pulls a knife on his brother. Like, Ace just pulls a knife on his brother, and there's no tackling, and there's no, like, fighting for his brother. It's just like, yeah, okay, I guess my brother's gonna die now. Uh, might get stabbed. Like, no, he's just a terrible, terrible brother, and progressively gets worse. <laughs> yeah, so, if it wasn't obvious, I don't think I can award any points for that, because I forgot that Chris had an older brother. Uh, I think they addressed that he has a whole family, but I didn't care enough about that. Um, yeah, I you didn't don't remember care that, that, uh, that, that Chris's brother was just cool with Chris being attacked by a knife. Vern's brother was also there, but and Vern, Vern wasn't being threatened. Vern ran, and then he came back. Like, like if Chris his is the brother main isn't going to care that they're threatened. threatening children. Why would Eyeball care that they're threatening children, even if it's his own brother? Listen, I I have I have to agree with Luxby here. Like Eyeball, he just kind of briefly says, "Like, come on, Ace." Like, and then he just sort of gives up and steps back. Yeah, I just thought he was saying that because it was a child, not because it was his brother. Um. He doesn't push nearly enough. Um, yeah, no, um, not gonna give you any points. Don't care for brothers. Alright, another reason that you're not right. You're on thin fucking ice. Alright, Roxanne, we move back to you. Ooh, man. Okay. So, um, I, uh, I'm hoping that this wasn't addressed when I was indisposed. Um... So, I thought the whole bridge scene was great. Um, It was really tense. Um, And, uh, you know, the way, like, Gordy was feeling for the vibrations was was cool. Um, And, uh, I mean, you know, it was stupid. It was uh, horrifying. but um but yeah it was a it was a great scene and um i just thought it was very well done and i think you would have liked that you'd think i like children in peril yeah. on the train track 
Yeah. You just said that you don't care for brothers, so clearly you don't care for children in peril. Oh, she knows me so well. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that scene, very good tension all around. Gordy being like, hey guys, do we know where the next train is? Everyone going, no. It's like, you know right then and there, there's a fucking train coming right now. Like, they could have waited half an hour... They could have waited like two hours. The minute they tried to cross, that train would have come, no matter what. Yeah, good tension all around. Like you, you like you know that the train's coming. First of all, because you've seen movies before. I hope. Um, like Gordy feeling the rails, which I feel like the vibrations should have been much further out. Like I don't, I don't, I don't go on train tracks all that often, and nowhere near when a train is actually there so i i can't say for sure but yeah gordy being like i think the train's there and keep going and feeling it and then he sees the plume of smoke and he's like "Mm, i'm not sure yet and then the train comes out and then he's like oh no yeah that's that's worth five points right there roxanne uh children in danger hilarious love it ellen we come back Okay, something you might not have liked, Teddy's left ear, which his father almost burned off. In the treehouse scene, it's very clearly burned. It looked very bad, like not like an almost burn. But however, throughout the movie, it varies in how it looks. Like on the train track scene, it looked normal. I don't know. It kind of changed itself. You're absolutely right. The the ear makeup, terrible. I... Not like, oh my god, I'm looking at it, it's ugly. No, it's just bad. It's just a bad effect. Which I don't think is exactly what you were going for, but you did touch on it, and you did say I disliked it. It's not the best-looking thing. And yeah, it, it keeps doing different stuff. And continuity is not great on that ear. Uh, so that's continuity. Problems will always be three points. Um, but yeah, that bad ear, like, it's not the worst thing. Because, like, obviously that's not the main part of the movie, so they're not going to make it wonderful. Uh, so that's worth two points. So for together, that's a total of five points for you this round. Moving into round seven. Lexby, we start with you. Okay. Everyone's uh, checking notes, making sure they have more stuff. Well, yeah, we're getting at the tail end a lot of mine. I threw the big ones out in the beginning. So I'm just reading... Because the, the last one was what I was going to do. <laughs> I also did not like the ear. Uh, okay, I'm just going to... Because you already, already touched on the bridge scene. Uh, but I don't think I heard... And I might have... There might have been... You might have said this quote. Uh, did you say the I lost my comb? quote, and then the comb slowly falling into the water. It's like he breaks his, like, Vern brings a comb, and then everyone gives him shit, and then he's crawling on it, and then drops the comb. I thought that was hilarious, how they had this small comb, like, like, bit, and then they, like, go, you know what, we can take this even further, and <laughs> make him drop it. Uh, I thought that was a really good bit, personally. Um, yeah. I didn't write anything down about that, but you know you're right. 
the only thing is I do find it stupid that he puts it in his front coat pocket and then starts crawling across <laughs> the train tracks. Yeah. Oh, Vern. Vern died on that bridge. <laughs> only. Well, yeah, the moment the comb was gone, Vern died. Uh, yeah, that is that's worth three points right there. Uh, Roxanne, we come back to you. Okay, so, um, shit, I, I just, I literally had something, and then I, and then I lost what the heck I was going to say. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I, I need to, oh, okay, so, the gun. Um, when the gun is first introduced, um, so, honestly, I immediately like kind of recoiled when uh when chris pulled it out and i was like oh no you know i i felt nervous you know like god these these kids have a gun uh but then that whole little scene um you know where gordy's like is it loaded and he's like hell no what do you think i am and you know then he shoots it and they're both like jesus and they run away uh i thought that was uh hilarious in a sad sort of way because uh, it was actually I mean depending how you take it I mean I think it, it sort of depends on oh I bad connection okay I think I'm think I'm back okay yep. um, depending on your perspective um, you know if you're uh, like someone who's not a huge fan of guns <laughs> like uh, you know I'm not the biggest fan of um, it's like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's what happens when you have kids and guns. Um, so I liked it. Uh, I feel like you probably would have liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So repeat that? Um, all of that? Um, no, no, no. So the, la- the summarizing point. So you think oh, that I like the kids um, that had a gun? I think you liked that scene uh, because it was just uh, kind of sad and also funny. Like little vignette about kids and guns okay and how did you think i felt overall about the kids having guns or a gun probably not good uh yeah you're absolutely right right there um no i don't like children having guns um and it made me nervous the entire time even though like i know like nothing's going to happen uh, children shouldn't have guns. Uh, I don't know how controversial that is. Um, <laughs> call me old-fashioned. Children shouldn't have guns. Um, the other thing, yeah, that scene overall. We are introduced as Chris, and it is like it at the beginning of the movie. It's like, yeah, but Chris, my childhood friend, uh, died in a diner. Um, and then we get, like, one of the first things we learn about Chris, other than the smoking scene where they say about the dead body, is when he meets up with Gordy outside of that diner or whatever. Um, and he's just like, hey, I stole this gun from my dad just in case. And, like, we know, like, people in the, in the town think he's a bad influence at that point i don't care he is a bad influence i'm sorry this child is going to steal a gun from his father 
and you want me to root for this child? Um, that part I dislike. So I'm going to say any parts of that scene I did like get canceled out. Uh, one thing I will say about that, um, when the diner waitress comes out and is like, what are you kids doing with firecrackers? I know what the fuck a firecracker is. A cra- firecracker is... <laughs> there was one. And she's like, there's shooting firecrackers out here. If she said cherry bomb. Yeah, she sure, said cherry bomb. She said cherry bombs. I, I heard her say bombs, firecrackers. Yeah. It was a cherry. She I, said I, cherry bomb. I heard cherry bombs. She did not say firecrackers. Nevertheless, you aren't getting any points for that, Roxanne. But you do get three what? points because children oh. shouldn't have guns. Okay. Cool. You, I'll take it. You don't it. get points for the scene. You get points for children shouldn't have guns. All right. I'll take it. Ellen, we move back to you. Okay. Again, back to that bridge scene. This wasn't said, but it had some funny dialogue. First off, when Teddy says he'll just be on the other side, relaxing with his thoughts. And so Gordon is smart ass, and he says, do you use your left hand or your right hand for that? And Teddy says, you wish. I thought that was funny, and... You might have liked that smart reply. And also at the end, after the train had already passed, uh, I believe Chris says, well, at least we know when the next train is due. I, I just like how it goes light like that. Maybe you would have liked that, those little lighthearted moments. I didn't have anything about the uh, the Eddie Gordy thing. Uh, left hand, right hand, you wish. I did, however, have at least we now know when the next train was due. Because he, does, he doesn't say when the next train is coming. He says when the next train was due. It's like, really, Chris? This, is right now a good time to say that? <laughs> like, luckily, you're all alive. But, mm. um, Yeah, so you, that's, that's just three points for you there. But yes, at least we know when the next train was due. Uh, right, I believe that brings us to the beginning of round eight. Uh, Luxby, how are we doing? I have, like, one more note, major note. One more note? I don't really have much left uh, between what I've covered and everyone else has covered. Then I think we'll call it after this round, and I will go over some of the other stuff that you might may or may not have touched on. Is that agreeable Uh, with everyone else? That works for me. Yeah, I have a lot more, but that works. Cool. I don't really care what you think. It's my show. But thanks for your input. Uh, Luxby, uh, please go ahead. Um, I personally liked how everyone's lives kind of ended in the, like, how they talked about, like, Vern got married and had kids. And then, is his name Teddy? Uh, got, uh, became, like, a deadbeat. <laughs> that type of st- the whole movie I was going fuck Teddy fuck you Teddy <laughs> I, 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 he's a kid I understand it but out of the group <laughs> out of the group uh, so I was just like yeah you get to be a deadbeat uh, and then I was sad about Chris because Chris then comes in and is just like yeah I'm gonna single handedly stop this knife fight <laughs> I'm going to be the nice mediator and get in the between a knife. Uh, I I don't know why I liked I liked the endings, but I'm going to guess you didn't <laughs> like it. 
uh, like the, all of their futures and how they did that. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you aren't touching on the correct thing, but you are close enough that I will give you the point. So, has anyone done any research on the body? Have you guys read it in preparation for this? No. So, in the original short story by Stephen King, The Body, uh, the author of that, which is it's the same thing as a memoir, remembering this tale from the kid or whatever, and he talks about how Eddie and Vern have already died. And Chris is his last friend to have died. So he's the only one still alive that remembers this. And the fact that the movie admits that Eddie and Vern die, I don't know why we needed that change. Maybe for Vern, but not Eddie. I like Teddy. You liked Teddy? I did. You guys are dicks. He used the like he slurs through the whole movie and bullied Vern the whole time. Is he, he Eddie or be- Teddy? It's I'll- Teddy, I thought. It's Teddy with a T. But he was. I've written his name down as Eddie this entire time, and you know what? <laughs> I don't care. Out of the group, he was the abusive one and needed oh. to be put into check. Yeah, he, he did. But I want to say it was the fifties. He was a victim of abuse. Oh and yeah. Also, but but listen, I still liked him. He he needed to learn a lot of stuff. I like anyway. his writing as a character. <laughs> that, that's that's how I'll, I don't. But as a person, the whole time I was like, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have known how to deal with you. You would have bullied the shit out of me. <laughs> so, I feel like I might have been for <laughs> in some situations. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah, so you've touched on the point. I don't really like how the mo- the movie ends for the other characters because they're supposed to be dead. Yeah, I didn't think you um, would like that. I believe it was Fern died in a car crash and Eddie died in a house fire or... Jesus. Teddy, say his name. No. Case is always right. It's Eddie. <laughs> I don't care what his name is. Um... Corey. I forget his last name. Corey. Feldman? Yes, Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's just three points for you. Because, um, you know, it's continuity to the original stuff. I don't like when they make changes. Especially when the change doesn't make sense. <laughs> Alright. That was our final point from Luxby. Uh, Roxanne, can I hear your final point? Okay, um, so, you know, I want to say that um, now setting aside um, the many times they used slurs throughout the movie, um, because I have to say that I feel like those were kind of uh, intertwined into this note. Um, But um, generally speaking, um, the like insults uh the creative insults were funny um and uh the the part where um uh gordy as the narrator says um finding new and preferably disgusting ways to degrade a friend's mother was always held in high regard and um at the very (laughs) you know towards the very end when um you know ace is 
Ace is threatening Chris with the knife. And, you know, he asks him, you know, like, what's he going to do? And he's just like, why don't you go fuck your mother some more? Uh, (laughs) You know, just like a complete badass that Chris is. Um, Just like some, there were just some really fun insults throughout the movie that were not overtly offensive and were fun. And I think you would have liked those. I mean, overall, like, I don't really think any of the any of the insults really stood out to me. I don't think I really wrote down any of them other than the ones I was like, I don't think this is historically accurate. Um, But, you know, overall, yeah. um, Chris telling Ace to fuck off uh, and that is, like, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff right there. And probably a callback to uh, saying the inventive stuff about someone's mother. So for that... I didn't have anything written down, but I will give you four points for that, Roxanne. All right. Uh, And Ellen, if you would please give me your best and final point. Okay. Can I just say what I liked before I say what my point is, or should I not? Sure. All right. Well, I liked it when Gordon says... It's only my show, after all. Sorry. He said, I liked it when he said, suck my fat one. What are you going to... And then he says, what are you going to do, shoot us all? And so Gordon says, no, he's just you. He really, like, stood up to him there. And I also liked it when he saw a deer in the forest. But what I'm going for the point is that there was a boom mic that kept appearing throughout this thing. When Ace is playing pool with Billy, the boom mic comes into view. And when Gordon was in the store and the clerk talks to him, you can also see the boom mic a little bit bobbing into view and then being taken away. And then you get to see a boom mic again before the boys cross the railroad bridge. So that's I did not notice the boom mic, but you know what? That's on me. Um, so yeah, that's worth three points, of course. Um, yeah, no, the line, uh, what, are you going to shoot us all? No, Ace, just you. High tier, right there, top tier, man. That's one of the most intimidating things you can say, because you know the rest of the greasers are going to scatter if the leader dies. (laughs) As classic military technique. Sun Tzu would be proud. So that, I think that's... Uh, I think, yeah, that's worth, that's worth, I'm going to only give it four points, but the boom mic is also worth three points, so you did get seven points that round. So now we we come to the end of our game. We do have some bonus categories first before I declare who the winner is this week. Um, and then I will go over some of the other stuff you guys didn't touch on. So, as a reminder, oh, very sorry, I hit my mic. Uh, overall, I didn't really care for this movie. I do think this is a movie you guys should watch, and I think you out there, the audience, I think you like it better than I do. It's just I'm more set in my ways. I don't really think this movie did much for me because it's just a bunch of kids in the woods doing stuff, and all the kids are pretty shitty overall, other than Gordy. Gordy's pretty fine. Um, So, first of all, uh, each of these bonus ones are going to be worth five points, and you'll get them uh, if you guess correctly. Um, So, I will start off with... um, We'll start off with the worst character. Who do you guys think I think is the worst character in this whole movie? Uh, Ellen, you you suggested this movie. I'll let you go first. 
Well, I always, I know how you feel about the children, but I still think you don't think Ace should have been there at all. Because again, just based on what you're saying, it's like, why do we need a bully character? His character just seemed kind of pointless. Maybe if he had been the one who had killed Chris there, he would have been good. Either that or I was going to say Chris. Or, yeah, but I think Ace takes the cake. Okay. Uh, Luxby, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to... Same thing. You think I think Ace is the worst character in this yeah. movie? Yeah. Okay. And Roxanne. Same. Rolling with the pack on this one. Now, see... If you guys had gotten me to talk about this one other character, you would have found out how much I disliked him. I think it should have been obvious... With the fact that I can't get his name right. Oh, Teddy is the worst character in Stand I By Me. I agree ah! with you. I, and, then, and that was my answer written because down. The, see, the and then you is, said you hated Ace. See, the thing is, you can take Ace out of this movie and the movie in the... Exactly. And it won't change anything. Yes. If you take Teddy out of this, the movie doesn't work. You miss a lot of that. And so I now have to suffer with the fact that removing this character would ruin the movie. So Teddy is the worst character because I'm stuck with him way longer than I'm stuck with Ace. Ace, thankfully, is in like two-minute vignettes and then shows up at the end. I don't care. I didn't get five points because you're right. (laughs) I agree. So Man... I just, you guys are monsters. The thing I is, like, I feel I like Teddy was a kid. I was, like, I was friends with Teddy. Who are better people? Teddy abused me. I, can I say something to justify him? I liked it when he stood up to like Milo in the junkyard because he called his father a loony, and that felt so bad. I didn't. I hated that part. It oh felt my so God. real. Well, you know, that was real. Like, that was his, real. But oh my, just because a person has you, issues and is I'll going through things doesn't excuse them it. for the consequences of their abuse. You're right. You're right. I'll go back and I'll tell why I hate okay, Teddy. Okay, let's hear it. Um, but next we'll move on to who do you think gave the best perf- – who do I think gave the best performance in this movie overall? A lot of characters, a lot of them children, and I think uh, – I think it's obvious that one of the children had the best performance, but it's up to you to determine who do you think. So, um, Roxanne, you went last last time, so Roxanne, why don't you go first this time? Who do you think I think gave the best performance? So I'm going to say, personally, I think Corey Feldman gave the best performance, but I think you think River Phoenix gave the best performance. Okay. Ellen, what do you think? I was going to say Chris gave the best performance, especially at that campfire scene. Okay. And Luxby. Gordy? Oh, Will Wheaton? Yeah, I think... I don't... I I, I think you might have liked Gordy's performance and how he was dealing with grief. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Well, two of you have gotten five points. Because River Phoenix as Chris Chambers, I almost cried with him uh, when he was talking about the, uh, the the story about how that librarian took that money. Cause like, but I will say, Luxby, you are very right that Will Wheaton as Gordy 
at certain points, I almost, almost as good as River Phoenix. I think, I think River oh, Phoenix. Oh no, I liked River character. Phoenix more. I thought, based off of how you talked during this, that you liked Gordy. But I agree with you. <laughs> the last thing we have here is, is my favorite character in this whole movie. Who do you think was my favorite character? I could give a very obvious hint, but I'm not going to, and I'll tell you after. So, Lux B, you didn't go first, and now there those two times, so why don't you go first? First is the hardest for this. Um, Who do you think is my favorite character? Um, I'm not going to get this right. Uh... I'm gonna go with uh, Chris because I like Chris, but um, but I don't. But yeah, so that, I don't think that's right. But that's what I'm going with. <laughs> okay, uh, Alan, what about you? I'm gonna say Gordon. Okay, Roxanne. <sighs> hard um well apart from the radio dj because he's got to be your favorite character i think it's gonna be chris so the hint was for this is that no one in the podcast has talked about this character at all uh, because my favorite character was Denny Lachance. Oh. Ah. Gordon's older brother. What? Because I do hate older brothers. Denny, John Cusick. He was John really Cusick good. killed it. He was in two scenes. And he was just... It just made me feel like he cared about this kid so much. I forgot about him. Yeah. He was good. <laughs> John Cusick. So the thing was, thing was, I originally had my favorite character down as two people, as Chris and Danny, and I was like, mm, I don't want to say I have two favorite characters in this. I'll, I'll go best performance, because I definitely think River Phoenix, best performance overall. But I just really enjoyed Denny. If I had gone with that, you guys would have gone. Interesting distinction. Yeah, because I, I really enjoy Denny, but I, uh, John Cusick didn't get enough time to perform as him. So I definitely think he gets favorite character. And I think he had a very good performance, but he didn't have any scenes that made me cry like Chris did. And for the most part, I think Chris overall, like I said, big points against him stealing his father's gun. He's a kid. Uh, It's more big points against his father, in my opinion. Like, kids don't know better. Uh, In this inaugural game we have a tie for first place uh winning the first round uh are roxanne and ellen with 41 points oh shit uh and actually in second uh technically third place not far behind them is luxby with 38 points it was only a three point difference of a game so any any of you getting my favorite character right would have given you the win. Uh, anyone getting the worst character right would have given you the win as well. Um, so, 
I will now go through some of the other points that we didn't get to talk about at all. Uh, one of the first points I had in the movie was Chris Chambers is dead, which means I won't care about him in this entire movie. I already know what happens to him, which means his fate is already sealed, so anything he does won't matter. Any t tragic backstory I won't care about. So that was minus four. However, at the end of the movie, after all of that stuff that came in between, this movie got me to care about a character who's already dead. That was worth seven points. Because um, I don't really like when they go, when like people give backstory for a character that's already dead, because that backstory could have been used on someone else. Someone I might have liked better, but I think River Phoenix as Chris Chambers was just that good. Um, the children smoking. No one talked about it, really. I didn't really care for children smoking. It was just the whole thing, you know? It is, like, cool, sure. Smoking is cool in the 50s, but why do children care about it? Also, River Phoenix had, like, one, had a pack tucked it in his sleeve like a prisoner. I <laughs> I'm like, how I mean, does he know how to do that? And how do ch dead. adults not see yeah. that? Dad, probably in prison. And, you know. Vern, Vern has to be goaded in going to see the body when he was the one to suggest it in the first place. Like, he was like, hey, guys, I heard, overheard my greaser older brother say he found a dead body. Let's go see it. And they're like, okay, cool. And he's like, I'm not sure, you guys. I, I think that's classic. I want to get brownie points with our group, but, like, I don't realize what I'm actually suggesting. <laughs> like, like uh, oh, I have, a, I have something cool to bring to the group. Oh, shit. <laughs> I actually have to do this. Another huge thing no one mentioned. The original short story, because it's by Stephen King, was set in the city was set in the state yes. of Maine. Yep, not Oregon. Not Oregon. And there's literally no reason for the movie to be set in Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, I don't care. Literally no reason yeah. for it to have changed. Uh other thing, Gordy's brother has a Michigan state flag. Which means, presumably, he was going to go to Michigan State as, like, you know, football scholarship. Which is all the way across the country. Like, this dude cares about his little brother so much that he's just going to up and leave him. Like, I know you're going to grow up and leave behind, but, like, when you're the only person in your family who likes Gordy, you don't leave that child behind. Hey, don't, don't put that on him. He's not his responsibility. Um, Gordy has a hat from his older brother that his older brother puts on him, and then Ace steals it, uh, gives it to Eyeball, and we never see the hat again. So not only was this shown as like a scene where like his older brother gave him a gift, he then lets a bully take it from him, That's and then doesn't even go after it or anything. Didn't and I say that? Nope. Whoa, you had whoa. brought up. No, I you did brought say up that. Ace being an asshole and stealing the hat. Yes, but you did not say the importance. It. What? Whoa, whoa. He brought up that Eyeball was a piece of shit because he was Chris's brother and he let Ace steal that from Chris's best friend. Again, I didn't even know it was his older brother and they don't interact outside of this moment and the end. So we don't know how much they even care about each other as siblings. But they're siblings. 
Yeah, and that you just you you literally just said because they're siblings, he should have set, stayed there and not yeah, go to college. Yeah, but we are shown how so much. You ju- so you're Gordy either right or wrong. And Denny care about each other. <laughs> We'd give are given no scene clarifying how much Chris and his older brother like each other. If there was any scene showing them being cool with each other and then Ace showing up and then him being a dickhead, we would understand the dynamic is Eyeball likes his younger brother, but when his bully shows up, he can't like his younger brother. And then he stands up to him at the end. That would be something. But we aren't given anything that says Eyeball likes Chris. Uh, The children remember to bring water, but they forget food. They bring a couple canteens, and then no one brings food. Well, I thought they bought food. Didn't they, they get did a whole buy of food bread? after they remembered that they didn't bring food? Okay. Even they had a scene on the train tracks. <laughs> um, Castle Rock is the name of the town. I'm like, that's a town in Maine. Again, that's Maine. <laughs> Even if it's only Stephen King, Maine. Uh, Chopper sick balls. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. I hate that. Um, Gordy gets three cokes for his a group of four friends. Who's not getting a coke, Gordy? (laughs) (laughs) That's just a small thing. He also grabs some. He also grabs a coke when he was sent to get food, and he only has three dollars. Hold on, I wrote exactly how much. He had $2.37. Sure, that can buy you a lot of food. Damn you, inflation. In the 50s? Um, <laughs> that was quite a bit. Those kids were rich. <laughs> and, they were, and they were acting like it was nothing in some, in some hair. Uh, right? <laughs> I enjoyed that the mother's actress, like when she's, in the, when she's in the present day, she's like despondent, and then when they do the flashback, she's much more different. She's actually lively and stuff. Very excited. Um, Gordy and Danny do seem like they're brothers. It's very believable to me. Um, the father says, Dorothy, don't talk to the boy about girls. Sounds a bit gay, Pops. <laughs> Toxic masculinity father. You know, it's the 50s. You know, whatever. Like... Football takes concentration. Yes, you seem to be authority on the subject. What team do you play for, Mr. Lachance? <laughs> um, he asks his son, <laughs> or no, 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 he doesn't. It's the flash. Um, when Will Wheaton has that flashback, he's then in the store, and the clerk says, uh, are, do you play football? And Will Wheaton just goes, I'm just like, that's very hilarious that he's just genuinely disgusted in playing football. Um, No one had the quote uh, from the narrator. Now, what he said was, Chopper, sick him, boy. But what I heard was, Chopper, sick balls. I wrote that down, but I didn't say it. That was worth six points. Um, I did enjoy Eddie saying, I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. I assume that's the original thing of saying that. But I'm very concerned that Eddie's a taunting an animal, then the junkyard owner. But I'm also concerned that the junkyard owner is saying that bad of stuff to a literal child. (laughs) Yeah, which is Um, why I liked Teddy's reactions to him. (laughs) Teddy 
bragging about his father storming the beaches of Normandy. That's not healthy. That's not a great thing. No, he's like not. that kid that does the copy pasta that you're talking to a former uh, marine <laughs> or a or a going to be marine. Uh, at one point, someone says bullshit, and then someone says bull true. <laughs> one of the kids. That one I found very funny. Um, candy ass. No one brought up that candy ass was not a thing from the 50s. I'm like, that? I'm like, first of all, I only know that The Rock said that, and then I looked it up, and it was like a thing in the 80s. So, like... Candy ass? Yeah. I did not... I'm I not always even sure that candy was ass was not in the 60s. It I think sounds maybe like the old 60s. slang. Your candy ass. If, I, if I'm... I hear, I hear The Rock saying, I hear, you fucking candy ass. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, children think smoking is cool. Smoking after a meal. Gordy is a standard for Stephen King. And then the kids around the campfire say, I don't like how that story ends, Gordy. If you didn't know, a lot of people don't like how a lot of Stephen King stories end. So it's a very poignant inside joke to Stephen King. <laughs> um, so I want to say a, a quick note on the smoking after a meal thing. There was a moment when, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about that and, like, Chris, like, laughs at them saying that and, like, it, I don't know, it just seemed like Chris just had, like, this self-awareness of, like, how ridiculous they were. <laughs> I don't know. It was just There's really silly. Also, <laughs> kids were totally fine smoking to be super cool in the 50s. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know that, but I don't care and, for it. And, and that's I'm the exact right. generation where they wouldn't give a shit about kids doing that. Because they're like, oh, it's healthy for ya. <laughs> Help that lung capacity. Still, like, even in the 80s, why would they show children smoking when, like, the 80s were like, children are allowed to do anything. They can stay out <laughs> till 10 o'clock, but aside from that, they're not allowed to do anything. Dungeons and Dragons, no. All that kind of stuff. Um, another thing, the stunt people on the train, I don't know if you guys noticed it, I noticed it, they were all women. I thought it was very obvious, which, you know... Obviously, don't put the chil actual children in danger, but at least try to hide <laughs> that the stunt people have breasts. I thought you liked kids in peril. I do. Um, I don't <laughs> like Will Wheaton in peril. Mm. Um, in Sorry, I like children in peril in a movie. I don't like an actual child in peril. I should clarify okay. that. Child actors. <laughs> um... The whole so like gun you, thing. This... Chris pulls out a gun when they hear a noise. And then all the kids take turns with the gun. And it's a real gun. <laughs> and we know it's a gun. I thought Teddy was going to murder the other three. I'm, I'm so surprised nervous. Teddy didn't shoot it at all. Uh, I really enjoyed when Vern... It was Vern's turn and he was just going... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how Vern didn't shoot the gun. <laughs> the frog... Uh, Gordy complains about being the invisible boy after his brother dies, yet in flashbacks his parents ignore him talking about his brother instead. It's not until uh, Denny says, Hey, Gordy wrote a, no a new story I really liked. That his mother's like, Oh, really? What's it about? Um, I don't know why we kept seeing the bullies. Honestly, I think it would have just been scarier overall if we didn't see any of them. Like, maybe that scene with Ace and Eyeball at the beginning. 
and then they show up at the end with a knife. I don't think we needed any of the other scenes. It would have been boys. a lot more intimidating if we didn't even know who they were. They were just older Yeah, if people. we didn't know who they were, but like we have to have the establishing of that's where Fern learned where the body was. Um, Kiefer Sutherland bullied his way into scenes, obviously. Well, they could have... They could have only done that the, one scene with Fern, yeah. The scene with uh, where before the before the leeches, where uh, they poke like the bog with a stick, and they say it's not that yeah. deep we can walk across. Yeah, and they all immediately sink. <laughs> I literally laughed out loud. Which that type of stuff happens, like no, too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, it happened to me. After they're in the bog, and then they get out of it, and then they all strip down and stuff, when they get to the body, all their clothing is dry, and their hair. Uh, no one brought that up. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I have. Keith Sutherland should be arrested. Uh, Will Wheaton's performance there with the gun, amazing. Eddie taunting people older than him again. Teddy. I don't Teddy. care. I enjoy that the kids called in anonymously uh, to say, hey, we found a dead body. Because um, in the end, the journey is better than the destination. Uh, yeah, so overall, I, I, I wouldn't watch this movie again because like, there's so many elements I dislike. Like all, The bully scenes are unnecessary. The character of Teddy is Teddy I like you know those kids you know how they how they are they usually end up in the military whatever yeah, if you can't see Roxanne is flipping the bird I was very upset Birds. Teddy couldn't get into the army Birds. okay <laughs> I'm very glad that, that maniac wasn't allowed to have a gun look I sympathize for Teddy but, but at I the will same mention time again, fuck should have mentioned I that think they the died would have straightened him out no and, have you not and, seen full metal jacket <laughs> yeah. Uh, Touche. All right. That is the end of our very first show. I would like to thank all of you at home for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Remember that it is a horror movie, so beware that there will be some scary elements, some people dying. Hope that's not a spoiler too much. Uh, so, until then, I am your wonderful, beloved host. I am the best boy, um, K-San. But in all movies, that there, there are some other people who are the best boy. And I'd like to name Jeff Butters uh, and Jerry King as the best boy gaffer and best boy grip in that order. Thank you guys so much for being the best boy on this movie. Uh, until next time, I have been K-San. And I am always correct. <laughs>